This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hiya, I'm Jan Brereton and welcome to this episode of Everybody is a Poem. This is the podcast where I explore all of life's ups and downs with my guests. We look at the successes and the failures and everything in between. I'll read them a poem and well, it'll kind of go from there. It's very casual and they're unfiltered conversations. So just be prepared. There will be swearing. So come here, before I get on with the chat, don't forget you can support me further by subscribing to Headstuff Plus, where you'll get exclusive access to Behind the Lines. In each bonus episode, I'll share all the secrets, the people and the places that have inspired the poems in my little yellow book, What Day Is It? Who Gives a Fuck? Go to headstuffpodcast.com forward slash register for details. Welcome, my guest this week. It's Garode Farrelly. Jan Brereton. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, really? Yeah, I really am. I have to say, and I, I'm not just saying this because I'm on your podcast, but I love your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I have so to say much. that at the top. Yeah, oh, it's so you. good. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, thank you. I love yours as well. Hopefully we'll get a few chats in. Now, I'm no Neve, but you know, we ha- might have you a could bit win of a Eurovision. as well. Yeah, I c- actually, I could. The Eurovision for poetry, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, come here. I was doing a deep dive on you. That, well, oh, no, God. like, no, not like it. <laughs> um, Where, yeah? <laughs> I was doing some research last night. <laughs> um, so, I have you here as a comedian. Okay. A writer. Yeah, fair enough. A podcaster. Yes. TV personality. <laughs> <laughs> I nah. Put, yeah, I put deadly in there as well. That was just me. That's my favourite one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Come here. I'd like to start at the beginning though. Um, and from my deep dive, um, you're from Finglas. Yeah, I, I'm from. It's it's funny. I went to school in Finglas, and okay. I'm, I live in this. Uh, I lived in the, beside Poppenshire Park, which like Poppenshire Park was Ballymun. Oh, so right, we, okay. we live in this very weird area that's not Ballymun, not Finglas, not really Glasnevin. Okay. So whenever I used to get a taxi when I was a kid, I'd say, Glasnevin, please. And then you'd go, they'd arrive at your door and go, this is Finglas, or this is Ballymun. So we're, I don't even know my own address. Okay, you're in some <laughs> like weird no man's land. Yeah, like it's that. so weird. And every so, it was so funny because when I started to do uh, bits on radio and stuff, uh, I remember a neighbour from that area was like you keep telling people that we live in Finglas and we don't I was just like I haven't spoken to you in years this is really weird <laughs> <laughs> it's funny isn't it though I depend like I'm from Tallaght originally and I live in a Cluster now and depending on who I'm talking to like, I know it changes it could be Donny Carney or it could be Cluster Donny Cluster sometimes like a, <laughs> like some weird hybrid of the both um, and Tala again yeah it depends on who I'm talking to I'll say I'm from Tala and then it's like well, well I'm from Kilnamana now the, ni- you know, like, the nice end the, the bit nice just end. before yeah, yeah, you yeah. get into Tala <laughs> like do you know like you do because we always did that I think I think that I, I think when I was growing up there was a real thing on where you were from I don't think people yeah. really care no, now no I don't think so now and no. it's really funny because when I like I have four or, or, I have four sisters and a brother yeah so when we were growing up post would arrive and it would be different we'd all say we were from different places like but it was all just coming to the same door <laughs> yeah 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 and uh, it was funny when I moved into Rings End I um, that was one of the things I thought to myself God uh my address is I don't have to think about what I'm writing down on my address it's just rings end and then I found out 
that the line that separates Ringsend and Irish Town yeah. runs, th- literally runs through my hall. No way! So the apartment that is three feet from mine, like opposite me, is Irish Town, but I'm Ringsend. Okay. So it's like, I'm just always living on the border, Sam. There you go, yeah. <laughs> In around 2012 or 2011, I was kind of doing well in comedy and I did, uh, I was doing a thing for RTE. Yeah. And they were, they were, they were talking to me about maybe doing my own show. Yeah. And they um, put me, they asked me to go on this panel show where Craig Doyle was hosting it. Oh, I was yeah. like, do that and then we'll, we'll talk about making something yourself. And I was like, okay, grand. So I did it and it was it, like, was not good. <laughs> it was like a live panel show. Okay. And oh my God, I hated it. And then after it, I was just like, I don't want to do any of this. This is awful. So instead of like this idea I had for a TV show, I was like, I'm just going to do that as a podcast. And nobody was really doing podcasts back then. Right, okay. So, um, yeah, so I just went away and just started to record all these episodes on my iPad. Um, and I'm, I, so glad I did it. Like, obviously, you've got um, Agony Rants, which is your current podcast at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But this, if any of the listeners um, would like to do a deep dive, yeah, um, I'm fascinated. I just love the way you kind of you really kind of set the tone. You tell us about the band or or, or the person who you're going to talk about. You kind of their kind of history. Their history, if you like. yeah. Well, and it's it's just a lovely kind of format. And then the interview, you know, like it's it's gorgeous. I, well, what happened to me was I spent so many of my teenage years like just reading smash hits. I just I was so obsessed by all of those magazines yeah. that I used. I I my brain is full of all of these really weird facts. Because yeah. I used to read Smash Hits cover to cover. Yeah. So then when I had nothing to do with them, like people would say to me, you know, they'd, they'd mention like Five Star, they'd mention a band. And I go, oh, did you know this? And they go, wow, that's fascinating. But I was just like, there's nowhere to put any of this information. Okay. So my idea was, well, if I just, I could give all of that information and then interview the person and catch up with them. I thought it was a really good format. Oh, it's a gorgeous format. So, yeah, I yeah. love making it. Like, I'm making another series of it at the moment. It's literally, it's the longest running, <laughs> like, oh, like yeah. Brian Wilson's Smile album. It took less time to make that, <laughs> like. <laughs> I, too, was a five-star fan, like a massive five-star fan. And I Loved listened them. to the Doris Pearson episode. Uh, she is so cool. Yeah. I loved Five Star. Like, see, yeah. I, I grew up on all that 90s pop. Like, yeah. I just, I absolutely, I was obsessed with it. Like, when I was a kid, do you remember those magazines like Look In, Number One, yes. Smash Hits? Yeah. Like, my walls were covered. Oh my God, me too. The, like, do you remember they used to print the lyrics? Yes. That was my favourite bit about the magazines. Loved it. My favourite bit about the magazines was the lyrics. It's like, so I had posters on the wall as well. I had a poster of um, Paul Young. I mean, I, I had Five Star everywhere, but but this was pre-five-star I'd Paul Young. I think I might have learned how to kiss on my Paul Young poster. Just <laughs> that kind of eye level behind the back door, or the, the door yeah. of the bedroom. I'd be like, hiya, Paul. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, putting the lips on him. I loved, like, I loved Five Star because they were, they were like the Jacksons, but yeah. way more accessible. Yeah. And they've, they've such a tragic story as well. Yeah. Like, their father was one of those old Motown musicians and he kind of set them up. And as soon as the money started to come in, they bought like a mansion in Surrey and they all had Lamborghinis and then literally within a year, everything yeah. was just taken. The Gone. tax man just came, took everything. It was... 
So you and your brothers and sisters, you never you never had any, uh, <laughs> no. you never thought you could be like the Ballymun stroke fingless five star, no? I would have loved that. <laughs> would you? Yeah, I would have absolutely <laughs> loved that. I would have been down for it. Like I, because we grew up listening to the Nolans. Like oh, there was wow. a record, the Nolan Sisters was the name of the album. And we knew every, like we knew every song on that backwards, all my brothers and sisters. And it was so funny because if you listen to the lyrics now, like the, the Nolans had very racy lyrics. Really? Yeah. Like I remember one of the songs that we used to sing as kids was like, let's make love. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it was a bit weird. That We were rared on that album. Yeah. Like I, I think it was because all of my mom's records were, I think, inherited from her mom. Yeah. So they were all, you know, Val Dunigan and oh, yeah. you know yeah, Dickie yeah. Rock and yeah. uh, and the Nolan Sisters was like that was a bit cool. of pop yeah like so yeah. we used to play that oh my god all day every day Gosh. so I would have been really down for a family pop band you see so I love like the fast I I love your you know uh, I mean I'll call it an obsession with it kind is. of pop music and stuff like that and we've spoken about it before like um you know I think you were telling me about um. Bananarama and you were telling me about Carol from Tapau and like just meeting all your kind of teenage idols like that yeah it was great like I mean uh, particularly the five star one got me because I was such a big fan as well I wrote them letters and I used to do that actually I used to write letters to oh, I did all, all of my pop stars did you I wrote a letter to Kevin Rowland from Dexy's Midnight Runners I asked him to come for a cup of tea did he reply no he didn't no, no I used to love it when they sent you a signed photograph yeah I got signed photographs from Five yeah. Star now yeah <sighs> and Bross as well yeah I got one from yeah. Dina Carroll no way sing Dina Carroll song for me again uh, if only for tonight oh, don't yes? be a stranger the best time I've ever seen that was you know those vans the sweep up vans from yeah. Dublin City Council yeah I, about oh this is about six years ago it was a summer's day and I was driving down Pier Street yeah. and I was stopped at traffic lights and this like sweep up van came up beside me with that blaring at <laughs> max volume <laughs> and I always just wanted to know the story like who hurt that poor man yeah. <laughs> I had a paper round in Finglas when I was a kid did you? yeah and I used to earn I think it was eight pounds a week yeah and what I would do is on a Sunday or on a Saturday I'd put, I'd walk down to the post office, yeah. I'd put two pounds into the post office and then I'd go, uh, I'd get the bus into town, like go into Freebird, Freebird, Freebird Records, yeah, which was Bird. under a news agent. Mm. And uh, I'd go in there and everyone that was in there was all rockers, crusty, you know, buying very cool stuff. And then I'd go in and be like flicking through the CD singles and buy like, you know, the twins from Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> And I used to love it and the glares that I used to get. Because I think back then, people used to be very, like there was a lot more judgment I felt around Pop the music, music. you listened to. Yeah. Mm. Like I remember uh, like going into school and somebody found a Books Fizz tape in my bag <gasps> and being mortified. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, yeah, I like Books Fizz. What's your problem? So what? Yeah, I know. On to your comedy career. Um, yeah. I was just saying this to you earlier. You're doing, like, it's so gorgeous to see you doing so well, so exceptionally well at the moment. Um, it's so well-deserved. I think you're really bright and I just love your whole kind of observations on life. You're doing it a long time though, aren't you? Like, yeah, I'm going years. years. Yeah. Like, it's so funny because one of my friends during the pandemic said, because uh, during the pandemic I was like, oh yeah, I'm done. I'm done, like, a, like good luck. Ha like, had my day, time to do something else. Yeah. And, um... I wasn't able to get a job. Like I was trying to get jobs, yeah. And I wasn't able to get a job. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I think. What it's were you trying to get jobs as? Like as a programmer. 
because I, I originally I was a programmer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I um, and I was doing all these interviews and I was getting absolutely nowhere. And then <laughs> uh, I was talking to one of my friends who lives in Canada, and I was like, maybe I'll move to Canada. And I was like, I think it's because people that know me from comedy. I think that's what's getting in the way. And he was like, No, like I think you're giving yourself a lot of credit there. Like I think for to be doing the comedy for so long and to be so unknown as you are that's an achievement in itself <laughs> yeah yeah I think you're right actually um, but yeah I mean it just because I, I was working on head stuff for a while and I, I absolutely loved it um, and then it just came back around in a weird way like I mean I, I, I it really is that thing of you know um, you just have to stop looking and then you'll find the one do you, you know think so? I, yeah I really yeah. do I think yeah. as soon as I went well that's gone. Yeah. All of a sudden, everything started to go right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, it's yeah. It's, it's brilliant. But it's it's fun. Like I mean, I have to say, I'm having a ball. I'm loving doing my my tour, and I'm loving that. You know, whenever I show up to do the show, it's like full. Or yeah. they're not going like, we, don't worry, we'll fail them from the front. We'll put them all <laughs> at the front. <laughs> you won't see like the 75% empty seats. Yeah, yeah. Or we'll, so turn, so the, nice. we'll turn the lights off. Yeah, like, we'll blind you. We'll blind you. you. It'll be grand. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to read a poem, if that's okay. Yeah, I'd love that. And this one is uh, called Got Back Your Funny. I love that poem. Do you? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, they're all true stories. Uh, (laughs) I just say this is, it's actually an autobiography. It's not really a poetry book. So this one's called You Got Back Your Funny. There's a lightness about you. Before now it was missing. There's mischief and charm. There's even some kissing. You laugh at my jokes. You reach out for me hand. How was your day? That was great, you're and grand. You lost some of your funny. It was hard to stand by and see you despair. Go to bed just to cry. I loved you right through it. How could I not? You'd do it for me. You're all that I've got. Today, the sparkle is back. You can't buy that with money. I can see it. It's there. You got back your funny. I love that poem. Oh, thank you. I love it. Did you ever lose your funny? Yeah, I totally did. Well, and what I did, it wasn't much that I lost my funny. I was always afraid of losing my funny. Okay. That was always my fear about going full time as a comedian. Yeah. Because I thought, what if, like, there's going to be times where you go through stuff and you're like, I don't feel funny. I don't feel like getting on stage at all. And I don't. And I I finally left my job in 2015 because I was working for, I was a programmer for, I don't know, 13 years, I think. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a long time. And then, uh, yeah, I left my job in 2015. Were you always the funny pro? Were you always the funny guy in no, the office? I mean, no, I mean, I really wasn't. I okay. was always the one going, Can I, how, like, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> this won't run. Well, like, what's going on? <laughs> Somebody help me. Um, but no, I wasn't the funny guy. I, I've never been the funny guy in uh, my friendships. Really? Yeah, I just haven't. I've, I, I always think that comedians aren't necessarily the funny person. I yeah. think they're always the person that sits back and watches, watches the and funny observes. person. Yeah, you know, because exactly. I think that yeah. you see like the little things that make people tick. Um, yeah, and I left my job in 2015 and then went through like I'd, like a real crap couple of years. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, just with things like I had a friend that got sick. I think it was probably about six months after I left my job. Yeah, I left in June. Yeah. She got sick yeah. at Christmas and then just went... She, she actually lived in the apartment opposite me. Oh. Um, and we've been friends for, like, since the, literally the day we moved in. Um, so we've been friends for a really long time. And then she passed away. Yeah. But we were kind of very involved in 
when she was sick, you know, we were in with her every day. Yeah. And, you know, it was just, it was really sad. But it was one of those situations. And there seemed to be loads of that going on. Like, it seemed to have loads of friends getting sick, loads of friends, a couple of other friends passed away. And it was just like this three years of like, what is going on? Despair. And then even yeah. like, I'd really good friends that emigrated around the same time. And it was just like, not funny. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and I remember I, I remember saying it to to Neil Delamere, actually, because I was touring with Neil Delamere. Yeah. Um, and I toured with him for years. And we used to have these long, you know, great chats in the car. And I remember saying, I feel like ever since I quit my job, I feel like I've been operating at about 20% of my capacity because wow. of all of this stuff going on. Yeah. And it was a real lesson for me that I was like, I actually can do comedy under those circumstances yeah. you know because I really didn't think I would be able to like I remember um, doing a, and at the time when my friend was sick I remember him saying to me like you don't have to do these shows like you, like, but he was like you don't have to yeah. be getting in a car and driving I was like no 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 I want to do them and I remember like towards the end when she was very sick uh, leaving her bedside and going down to do a show in Port Leash and I remember walking on stage in Port Leash and going what am I doing how here? am I doing this yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I, but I was I was able to do it and that yeah. that in a weird way gave me a real I guess understanding of it as a job yeah you know yeah. and that and, and I found that I really wanted to do it yeah you know I really wanted to go on stage and be funny and you know because I like I think that's what comedy is about I think particularly if you're going to see people that are not stars you know right. like you know like the, the people that fill arenas I, I think people go because they want to have a laugh because they want to get outside of their the stuff that's going yeah, on yeah get for outside people. of their own head and yeah, yeah and I I think it's a good service to provide. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Come here, are you enjoying the show? Check out this other show on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hey guys, Tom Moran here. I am the host of Personality Bingo, a podcast where we put 60 minutes on the clock. We've got a bingo machine with 60 balls in it. Here you go. And we've got 60 corresponding questions. The questions can be anything from have you ever seen a ghost to what's the most important quality for you and a romantic partner to have you ever or would you ever consider seeing a fortune teller. In season two of Personality Bingo, we've got episodes with Brezzy. We've got Emma Kerwin. We've got Justine Stafford. If you want to go back into the archives, we've got 130 episodes there, including episodes with Paul Meskel. That's Personality Bingo with me, Tom Moore. How the hell do you remember all the stuff that you talk about when you do go on? Like, because you make it, you know, look like you're just coming on and it's, you know, it's it's very kind of um, organic and very natural. And, and I think people like you and Joanne and everything else, you know, who are really, really excellent at what they do. You have the ability to make it look like. Yeah, to make coming. it look effortless. Yeah. yeah, effortless. That's it. Like, how the fuck do you remember everything? <laughs> Or does it I don't change? know how does I remember it. Does it slightly change to others? Um, do the audiences kind of make you kind of go a bit They definitely feed stuff? you. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you definitely get something from the audience. But it's really, really weird because I, before I did stand-up, I, I used to do a lot of acting. And yeah. I, I've, I've, done, I've done solo plays. Okay. But that, like, and you'd have to learn like 30 or 40 pages of, of a monologue, you know? Okay. And that was, that was like four months work to yeah. do that like it was like okay. I learn a page a day a page a day that's what I'm gonna you know and it was oh my god I 
And when I used to do plays, I was beating the lines into myself. I was always the one that had the script in the wings, reading it before every single scene. Like I could, I could never. Writing it up your sleeve. Uh, yeah, oh my God. On the tops of your shoes. I yeah. just could never do it. And the weird thing about stand-up is I, even when I write a new show, I never sit down and learn it. Okay. I never have that day where I was like, I have to just learn this. I just, it, it, I've just never. It flows. Yeah, it just yeah. flows. And I always think that if, it, I, I mean, I've definitely forgotten stuff, but I always think if I forget something, it's in the wrong order. Yeah. Like yeah, I haven't yeah. put it in the right place. And I really, even like with this, I'm doing um, the support for Joanne's podcast tour at the moment. And I needed 25 minutes that wasn't in anything else. So I was like, I'll just go back on my old shows. Yeah. You know, it just went back to shows from 2012 or 2013. Yeah. Uh, and I went, as soon as I just looked at the stuff, it all just... Came back. Just comes back, like, immediately. Yeah. Like, b- but some, something like a play or, or, you know, I mean, I can't even remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, how do I remember this, like, 10 minutes of stand-up from yeah. 2012? It yeah. just, I feel Same like it gets stored somewhere else. Same way you can remember all the lines for the five-star songs and all. Like, it's just Maybe, this little yeah. part of your brain that... Kind of keeps it all. I think it just it? gets stored somewhere. Yeah. Else, I don't know what it is, but yeah. um, because that's all. Even when I was an actor, like that was always my fear. Yeah. Because I was always the one that would forget the line, and then you're all of a sudden you're in a loop. Oh we've God. Like, we've we've all said the, all these <laughs> words before. <laughs> I hadn't realised that you'd you'd had so much acting or whatever under your belt as well. So was that something you studied? Like you did? Yeah, you did I did it, the yeah. Gaiety School of Acting. Yeah, okay. and then I did a Master's in Theatre. Like, okay. um. And so, was that the route that you were wanting to take? What was yeah, oh acting yeah, yeah. first, comedy, or did the comedy kind of organically kind of grow out of the acting? Or was it yeah, the comedy yeah. grew out of the acting yeah. because I was always, whenever I got a comedy part, I always found that it was an awful lot easier for me. Okay. Like, I found it very easy to get the laughs and I always loved it. And then I was doing bits of directing and stuff and then I used to write um, sketches and... You know, I used to tweak pantos for local pantos, like, I'd, you know, write, oh, you know, yeah, another character yeah. in or whatever yeah, it needed. Yeah. Um, so I did that. And then I found out about the open mic circuit where you can just go and you can try stuff out. And I was like, oh, well, I'll do that then. I'll, yeah. I'll try out all these characters. And, and then I just started to keep doing it. Yeah. It was like, you know, so I, I did these terrible characters and then I started doing stand up. And then, but it, it kind of worked very quick. Yeah. Yeah, and then I just got a bug. Like, it was just literally, yeah, I just want to keep yeah. doing this. Yeah. yeah, But you're really good at it and you love it. And yeah, I have a ball. Yeah, I mean, the fact, you know, it's like you with, with your poems. You know, like, you, the fact that you're actually making money from stuff you write in your notebook or your doodles, it's... Speak for yourself, yeah. mate. I'm not making <laughs> no, any money No, but you know you know what I mean? Like, But you've got a book on sale. The fact that people are, are no, going out and yeah, buying... Yeah. That you can share it in yeah. a way, like in a tangible way. Yeah. People can... In, Gauge with it in a tangible way. Yes. Yeah. When all of those things line up, you're just like, Yeah, it's magic. God. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Like it is. I do pinch myself every so often, and that, I don't do that enough now. I have to say, it was okay. only um, the time I, I pinched myself about last year because me and Joanne we toured. It, like I think we did about 280 shows last year. Oh, like, I used it was to love seeing all the footage of the two of you going around and so you much be fun. Always, does Joanne drive? Uh, no. no, oh, she it was d- always you yeah, it was, driving. Yeah, I was always me driving. Yeah. Ah, oh, gosh. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a van, and it was. But like, we had such a great time last year. But we didn't have a minute to think about. It. And then it was Christmas. I think it was the last show of 2022. I got, I got a flu, and I was just oh. like, I can't do it. I just, yeah. I just can't do it. I was in bed, and it was only when uh, I was kind of looking at her on Instagram post from the last night of the. Uh, of the, the of the shows for that year 
fucking god like what a year like and yeah. I, it, it was only then I started to flick back over the stuff and, and, and like we didn't we, we didn't even pinch ourselves all the way through it was just yeah. like just do it do it do well, it do no it don't time get tired. you're just getting on yeah. with it yeah, um, yeah so it's just lovely to look back now and go god that was that was great like yeah yeah so you're touring this year Glamour Hammer yeah I'm on yeah. tour with that now until November and, and what is a Glamour Hammer well a Glamour Hammer I'll tell you how Glamour Hammer came about I wanted to call um, the show something with glamour in the title because yeah. I just think that's a great word yeah. um, and the one that I had was glamour and dignity Ooh. or dignity and glamour because okay. that was that sounds like it sounds like an American um, kind of soap opera name I know yeah <laughs> well I'll tell you how I'll I tell like you actually it. how I heard that phrase and it was because I did this thing you know Cagney and Lacey Oh my yeah. God, yes. You Love met Tyne Daly. Yeah, I met Tyne Daly. And uh, I did. I interviewed her for this thing. And we were in, we were standing in the foyer of the theatre. Yeah. And uh, she was standing up. And I was like, well, like, see if I can get you a chair or something. Like, do you want to sit down? And she was like, no, no, no. Um, she said, I'm well used to this. I got into show business for the dignity and for the glamour. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, oh brilliant. my God, that's such a brilliant, such phrase. A brilliant phrase. So then I was, I, when I was naming the show, I was like, I think I'll call it Dignity and Glamour, but it didn't really work. And then my boyfriend just said, what about Glamour Hammer? Because Glamour Hammer to me was always when someone was really done up. Yeah. And you know, you're going out and you're like, I think my granddad used to call my sisters, oh, you're a little Glamour Hammer. I love it. Yeah. So yeah. I, and what, um, what are you, what's the show? Any, you don't no, need to give me any. No themes. Like, no themes. I, it's so funny. I used to torture myself writing these Edinburgh shows that, you know, they had the bit in the middle that was kind of sad and a bit. And then I was like, we've come off the back of a pandemic. <laughs> Nobody needs the sad bit. No. Nobody needs the, you know, we don't need a theme. It's just funny from start to finish. Brilliant. That's the focus. It's a show, I have to say, of all the shows I've written, it's the one I enjoy doing most. Yeah. Um, what do you have to do to prepare t- for a show like live? Or is it? Tons and tons of rehearsals, or no. are you like standing in front of the bathroom <laughs> mirror with like a brush going, and I'll tell you another one? And what about that? Not at or, all. I sit, I, I, or do you have your fella driven demented? I, no, just doing oh my, he, he has no interest. <laughs> okay. Like when I say he could, like even when we are flicking through the TV, yeah, like with Live at the Apollo, yeah, or something comes yeah. on, I could just see the light going out of his eyes. It's like, we don't want to watch this, do we? Like, I can't do it. He just has no interest in comedy. Okay. Um, it's really weird. I don't really know what comedians do to prepare. I, like, if, if I'm really nervous about something, I'll read the show because I, yeah. I have it typed up. But most of the times, I just sit read my book and oh, then okay. they go, there you go. You don't listen to, like, a particular song I, or I, Sometimes or... I put on, like, a, 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 like, a bit of Belinda Carlisle. Oh, nice. Would be, like, a bit of a ritual last year. Now I was listening to a bit of her before it went on. Or uh, or Banana Ram or, like, something There's certain songs pop. that can just kind of get you going as well, I think. In yeah. a good kind of headspace, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, yeah, I like to just be in a good headspace before I go on. And that's why, that's why I think with support acts, it's so important, like, that you have a decent, like, decent people around yeah I actually wanted to ask you about support acts because I think the whole kind of comedy circuit it's a uh, um, it's quite different I think from even like um, the music industry in a way um, and even like acting and that kind of thing from what I can understand is there seems to be great kind of now I'm going to say the word fellowship but it sounds very Christian but there seems <laughs> to be but there seems to be great fellowship between comedians and that like you're sharing your stage you're sharing your audience um, yeah there doesn't seem to be and I'm sure it's competitive in its own way but it does feel to be a very 
kind of um you know that you're kind of you're you're you know you're supporting your yeah, contemporaries yeah. do you know what i mean it doesn't feel like it, it's hugely competitive maybe in the same way that i don't know maybe acting is or you know um bands are like i used to work for a record um label years ago and stuff and you know and there would be quite strategic kind of thought around who was going to be a support act and okay, you know that yeah. kind of thing i don't get that it's like that with no, comedy, it's not really. Yeah. Um, you all seem to kind of lift each other up at different stages is what I'm saying. And yeah, yeah, well, I think we make our own work. I mean, that's okay. the that's the joy of comedy. Like, yeah. you, you literally make your own work. Like, you just write a show and you book it in. Whereas you're not waiting to be cast on something. You're not waiting for, like, these opportunities to fall in your lap. You're just right. like, I want to do this, so I'm, I'm going to do it. So I think that with comedy, we don't... Like, I think a lot of comedians don't feel hard done by I think I mean a lot of them yeah. do actually that's wrong but <laughs> <laughs> we're very bitter people um, but but I think that we I mean I would ring people and go do you want to be a support do you want to do support now it's not a oh I think I'm better than you or or you're the sort of person that should be supporting me that's you know like I mean, I mean I, I've had someone like, like like Emma that. Doran she's doing yeah. her own Vicar Streets and I, yeah. I, I w- just I love being around Emma Doran she's just like the best crack same with Julie J they're just lovely people I love the chats we have and also you know they, they're they doing shows so I'm like well come and plug plug yeah. your show at this just do, do 25 minutes at the top and yeah, you know and I think like I was a support act for years like, yeah. and I do think that you can get in your head a bit about should I be supporting them or should I maybe I'm maybe I'm bigger than them or maybe I'm I've been doing it longer and I think oh that's such rubbish you know I, I think that everybody particularly in comedy we're all there's room for everyone mm. like there's no we all have our own unique take on things there's no like someone else's success doesn't cost you anything yeah you know like it, I think that's really important to remember um, and I know people god I know myself for years I was just like when is this gonna work I've been doing this for so long like what do I have to do here you know I, I think you have to just keep your eyes on the prize and I think the, the that the opportunity to support somebody else I mean anyone that wants me to support them I'll support them like I mean do you think yeah you'll still continue totally to su- totally yeah, because I mean yeah. like I, I got a real ego check at the start of Joanne's tour because these people were just like I never heard of you you're great and I was like how have they never heard of me and I was like why is that the bit in the sentence that <laughs> you're focusing on yeah. it's um you know, like, people have their own lives. If you're not into comedy, like, you're yeah. not going to know people. Like, and it's just, I think even if you're a big comedy superstar, unless people are into comedy, they're not going to find you because that's the way the world works now. Yeah. Like, if they don't follow it on Instagram, they don't know you exist. Yeah. So, I definitely think that everybody should support everybody. Yeah. I think go out and, like, I think even if you're a comedy superstar, you should go out and do 25 minutes before another comedy superstar and... Yeah. You you just get their audience. I don't think we're all in competition. I don't think people only buy one ticket a year and sure. you know, yeah, everyone has to fight for that. I think that's just not the way you should think about it cuz you go mad. Like if you were to think like that, you would. Yeah. yeah. When you are going out on your tour and like a comedy show as such, uh, it's not like again, it's not like a band. You do, you don't pull out like your greatest hits. You don't pull out, oh, <laughs> yeah. I know, I'll drop this one on them from that show I did three oh shows ago. Do you? You don't? No. no. See, like, I'd love so when you're that. done a show, that's it. It's, it's done. done. It's gone yeah. to bed. And then you're always moving on to the next thing. Yeah. So, you see, yeah. like back in the day, the way it used to work was, you know, 
you know, you did a bit of telly, you got, you know, Irish famous, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, they start, is you start that. doing Baker Streets. <laughs> and then as you, when you do your Baker Street, you do a DVD and that went on sale. So the shows just, okay. they were all burned. But all of that, that's all gone. gone. So, I mean, I, I never did that route. So I do, I've written loads of shows. So I have loads of material that I haven't used really. And I've definitely, now that things have got bigger, mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to lean into the back catalogue here and just greatest hits at the start, you know, for their first show seeing me. And that's what Glamour Hammer is. There's a lot oh, of that okay. in there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I never let anything go. But also, I would love the way pop bands can just go, this is the song. And then yeah. everyone goes bananas. Like, yeah. I'd love that if I could just go, yeah, that's Here right. Another thing you've heard a million times. I'm going to say it again and you're going to love it even more. Whereas, <laughs> you know, instantly, like if 20% of the audience have heard this thing before, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, straight yeah. away. Yeah. Just like, you can feel it off them. Can you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's awful because yeah. you're like, oh, I know, I'm pulling this one out again. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, but, but the thing about it is I'm lucky. I'm so lucky because so many comedians are they find the writing bit torturous. Right. Whereas you, I love that. Yeah. I, that's, I, I really enjoy that. Now. Yeah. Yeah, it's my favourite bit. And I love going in, like I did it there last week, where you go into Whelan's, there's a club there, Cherry, a club on a Monday night, it's a comedy club for for new comedians, for oh, people trying out stuff. Yeah. And I love going in there with like new stuff and you know, you go in with 20 minutes, you're like I think it's all great and then you come out and go, well 15 minutes is absolutely shite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really enjoyed that five minutes. Like yeah. I, I, I love, because that's the real that's the process. That's the process. And that's the bit that is scary and yeah. rewarding. Like, because when you have a show that works, it's it's oh, lovely it's to do big rooms and stuff. And But the, the, the edge is kind of gone. Yeah. You know that if you go out there and it, something goes wrong, it's not you, it's the audience or, you know, there's something because you know the show works. But when you're going out to, with something brand new, yeah. and you're like, I don't know whether this works, this could be shit, I could be, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, that's my favourite bit. Like, I just am always chasing that. That is... That's the... It's the, the little bit of fear and then yeah. the massive reward. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, I love it. Deadly. Yeah, it's so exciting. <laughs> just uh, back on to podcasting. Mm. You gave me, just to say, uh, full disclosure, you um, gave me great advice at the beginning of, of launching this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> was... You just said to me, don't look at the numbers. Yeah, never look at the numbers. Never, never look, at the, look numbers. at the numbers. No, it's too... Because the problem is, if the numbers are really high, you start to panic about doing the show each week. You're like, oh God, what am I going to say? It's like all these yeah. people waiting on the episode. And if the numbers are really low, you just kind of think, what am I doing this for? Yeah. Like, it's just literally... Yeah, no, it was the best bit of advice you ever gave. Yeah. Did anybody ever give you any great advice in like in terms of like your comedy career as well or your writing career or even, you know, podcasting and stuff as well? Have you, have um, you received? Advice. Or have you received? Maybe they gave you shit advice, actually. <laughs> yeah. took it when, I've had to. You. I mean, there's been loads of advice that I've been given that I've ignored. Like Loads of advice you've been given that you never asked for. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst kind. There's always somebody or somebody that pulls it aside and goes, do you know what? You could do this. You could put this in there and this do it this way and then turn this around and then you've got this joke and you're like, I don't find that funny. But you have to go, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely do yeah. that next time. Thanks so much. Yeah. Um, I think I'm really bad at taking advice. I, I remember when I started, loads of people told me to change my name. Really? Oh my God. Why? Everybody told me to change my, na- change my name. Because, well, it's hard to read. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> read like it sounds. Okay. It like, and I remember I tried to get to fix that by calling the show Go Road Less Travelled. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that'll be that. fine. Yeah, I thought that was a great idea. And then nobody, like, I brought the show to Edinburgh and people were like, Gearoid Less Travelled. Okay. What? 
What? Nobody yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But looking back, I wish I'd done that, actually. What, you wish you'd Yeah, I, w- I would. Okay, now you have to tell me what would be your stage name. Let's think of Oh, something. God. Okay, it here Probably, we go. like, um, <laughs> Scott <laughs> or something. Ooh, you know, like one of those... Um, Travis. Scott Travis. There, That's the perfect comedian's name. Yeah, Scott Travis. Scott Travis, that's a great name. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would have been a good idea to change my name. And lots of comedians do. It's fascinating. There's loads of them that have... A, a lot of them, I think, that are teachers as well. Okay. Change their name. Okay. Um, well, because you know the students would be all <laughs> students would be all over. <laughs> They'd be all trolling them like. Um, but teachers should probably just have teacher names. Actually, when you think about it, teachers shouldn't yeah. actually have their real name in the classroom. Yeah. They should actually have it. That's a great idea. Like a classroom name. Yeah. That they bring to the school, like a school name, and yeah. and it changes from one school to another, and then they have like their real name that they are. Outside yeah. of being a teacher, because there is that kind of teachers are almost like superstars when you're a kid, aren't they? I you know. know when you're like, you know when you'd see one, out. see them in the supermarket, yeah, and you're just like, like, <gasps> like literally stop yeah. in your tracks and gape at them. That's Miss Bourne. Yeah, what's she got in her trolley? Slapping like, her kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. buying spam. Yeah. <laughs> Come here. I always ask. Um, my guess if I could write a poem about okay. you today, what would it be? Now, you know, like my poems are about everything and anything. Okay, yeah. So you can go really deep with this. Oh, God. Or you can go real cash and sparkly and glittery if you want as well. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, I think I think my life is the I think it's a storm between chaos and calm. Chaos it's either and it's calm. either one of those two things. I'm going to write chaos and calm down. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I remember, uh, I remember years ago hearing about this poet, Edna St. Vincent. Yeah. And I was never into, like I was never into poetry at school. Yeah. Because we. Who was oh into poetry God. at school? The crap they Let's fed us. Let's be honest. Like, do you, do you have that book Soundings? Yeah. Oh yeah, I they, know. Like it's like you know the canon of Irish poetry, but and they, they, Jesus, they, they published it again there recently. Like who you know, wants like, to read who those wants poems to get again? That back again? Yeah. Like the one I always remember. I think I can't remember. Who, I was trying to remember who it was that wrote it, but you remember it was. I felt a funeral in my brain. Oh Jesus Christ! It's like Jesus. And the other one was. Um, do you remember the Yeats poem that he wrote for Maud Gorn? And the first line of it is, "Why should I blame her?" That she filled my days with misery. I was like, you need to let this go. Yeah. Like, let it go, William. <laughs> yeah. She's gone. Yeah, she's not into you. Um, But there's a poem, that, that poet, Edna St. Vincent, she wrote this poem. I, I got this, th- I read this thing years ago and it was like, if you buy a book of Edna St. Vincent poems and read one a day, it will change your life, right? Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, it didn't really change my life, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the same as before I bought the book. Uh, but I read this poem that I was like, that is my life. It's called, she's two poems about figs. Don't ask, don't ask. First fig is, my candle's burning at both ends. It will not last the night, but ah, my love, I know my friends, it gives a lovely light. And I was like, oh, that's gorgeous. That's absolutely my life. And then the other one is second fig. And I can't remember what it is. It's something like, oh, what is it? Safe upon the hill, the ugly houses stand. Come and see my lovely palace built upon the sand. And I was like, yeah, that's me as well. Yeah, because I I'm I I run between like chaos and calm all the time. Do you? It's either yeah yeah. I, I it's either like absolute madness or really quiet. So when are you at your most calm? I'm always at my most calm before I go on stage. Okay. Oh my god. 
I would say you're probably calm on stage as well. Would you like? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's an inner space. calm. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like that's. But but in life in general, like I'm absolute chaos. Yeah, because every so often I see my boyfriend looking at me. He's just like, "What is going on?" <laughs> like, and is what? he chaos or calm? Oh no, he's calm. It's so All the annoying. Time all the time yeah he's never been in chaos in his life you could ask him you know you could say where's your phone charger you go yeah. oh yeah it's yeah you know top drawer on the right hand side yeah I I can find nothing yeah. I lose things I am late <laughs> I'm absolute chaos wow or calm it goes from one to the other okay yeah. So, sorry, are they evenly spread then? Are they like your chaos or calm? Like, if I'm writing the chaos and calm poem, am I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A line of chaos, a line of calm. Yeah. 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 They're pretty evenly spread. Yeah. I think that's the way it works. I think that's why it works. That's okay. why I haven't, you know, accidentally driven off a cliff or meditated myself to death. <laughs> oh, no, you don't do meditation. I was going to talk to you about that as well. Like, what, what do you do kind of to kind of unwind and stuff? Because I've seen on Instagram. And oh, uh, I made the the little yeah, man. The little yeah, the little man. man. Yeah, that gas. was my New Year's resolution. Yeah. Well, I, you had you had to squeeze it in. It was like the stroke of yeah. I did it like on the twenty eighth the twenty eighth of December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made Dermot. Um, and then you had your mosaics that you did on the trip away <laughs> to Greece. Yeah. And you were really into doing that. See, I, I love like, doing so all you? that crafty stuff. Are you? Yeah. yeah. And when I do that. I'm just, I chill out so much. Yeah. Like, one of the things I'm doing now at the moment is I'm making kombucha. Are you? Yeah. I just, now, does that not take ages? Someone got me a it does, yeah, it before it and takes I killed weeks. it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was like, it's dead. <laughs> the little scoby thing, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you how it happened, right? In my apartment block, there's this bookcase on, it's like on the second floor, where, you know, people that are moving out, they dump books they don't want. Oh, nice. and you just yeah, have a like a free library. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's just somebody storing their stuff there, but anyway, I pilfer <laughs> every so often. Take <laughs> yeah. it. They're like, I just left that there. Is anyone yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a book on kombucha. Yeah. So it was, I just like, it just looked interesting. So I was like, I've never even heard of kombucha. I don't know what it is. So I just read it. Uh, and I thought, this is so interesting. Yeah. Um, so I just decided I'd start making it. Uh, and I did. And I, I love it. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Now, do you love making it or do you, are you loving drinking it? I love drinking it. Yeah, it's really good for you. Yeah. But I love making it because there, you've got to like learn about how to brew it and yeah. how to flavor it and how it. to carbonate it and how to kill it. <laughs> yeah. And how not to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love crafty things. Like I, I'm, I'm always like learning something new. You see, that's the chaos as well. Okay. Because I'm just like, yeah, I'm learning something new. Oh, I need to, I need to buy this. I need to get all the equipment, get all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 this is what I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah, what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. And even like uh, when I was away in Greece, we, um, I did a mosaic course, and I came home. My boyfriend was away somewhere else, so I came home. And he walked in the door. He had no idea what I'd been doing in Greece. And there was like, the there was like <laughs> all this mosaics. There was all these broken tiles on the floor, and he was like, what? What's going on? <laughs> I was like, I'm mosaic now. That's what I do. It's my new thing. <laughs> like, God almighty. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So I, I'm very, um, yeah, I fly in between things. And years ago, I used to like kind of hide that and just be like, oh, no, no, I'll just, you know, you know, I'll just pretend I'm all together. But no. I'm, oh, no. Yeah, you're embracing it now. Yeah, you just yeah. embrace it. Yeah, yeah. One day I'm doing mosaic. The next day I'm, you know, trying to make kombucha. Chaos and calm. Chaos and calm. There you go. Like, yeah. You'd mentioned to me before about playing the piano, actually. 
Um, yeah. yeah. And you oh were saying God. that was something that you picked up again and that was kind of getting you into yeah. that kind of calm kind of focus as well. Because yeah. we don't do it. Like we don't do that. Like now if we are sitting down, chilling out, you're on your phone and yeah. you're worrying about, you know, I don't know, the war oh, in you're Ukraine. you're operating at a different level change. when you're on your and phone. Like, Even if you are looking at pictures of cats and whatever yeah, else you're it is. Yeah, you're just panicking. You're, uh, it's, it's a completely yeah. different mind. Like you're, it's a different thing to when you're physically doing something like yeah oh completely yeah. and that's mm-hmm. why I think like and I know this sounds like I feel like an old crusty now saying this but like the fact that music is rare in schools I think yeah. I think every single kid should be made to you know learn an instrument because it turns your head off yeah I mean and, it, and it's literally it absolutely turns your head off it's not that if you if you're really good at it or if you're you know a really gifted musician it'll turn your head off it's like no even if you're absolutely shit at it, yeah. you get a holiday from the world yeah. like for an hour. And I think it's more important than maths. Yeah, 100%. Like we all have a calculator on our phone. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> we don't need to sell for X. <laughs> <laughs> but we do need an hour out of our heads, for God's sake. We do. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Oh, Garo, thanks so much for oh coming gosh, in. I really so enjoyed much. that. We could stay for ages. I know. I, I love talking to you. The, the, I definitely want to say this, right? Because I've, I've said this a million times and I've said it to you. Oh, bless and I know it sounds nice like now. I'm plugging it sounds like I'm plugging heads to plus but I'm not the bonus show for your show oh. is the best it's like I think it's the best podcast on the network oh bless you that's it really is, nice of you like if say. you haven't heard it the stories behind your poems they're just oh my god I listen to it all day oh thanks I'm yeah. going to record another one after you leave today what, what um, are you doing let me just look at my notes. No, <laughs> elastic skin, actually. Ah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. do you know what? I, I was just thinking about it, particularly with the whole the uproar around Madonna and her face and all. And so I just thought, oh, like, let the it's woman kind have of a face. Like, have, I just think it's gas. Like I'm obsessed with them. Oh, like the thanks. one, the I love sufficiently adequate. Oh yeah, yeah. That like, was about my mother in law. Yeah, the stories. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, you're, and I will say this as well. Not a lot of people can just be be them and a mic. You know, lots oh, of people think that they yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. They can't. <laughs> That's been my experience. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you're so good at it. I oh, love bless it. You. Yeah, Thanks yeah. very much. Yeah, love Five it. Five stars. Huge fan. Deuce there. Quoi. there we go. Thanks very much. <laughs> Listen, best of luck with the Glamour Hammer. I just love it. I love it. As yeah. Glamour. Go you're on, you Glamour, glamour hammer. hammer. I love it. Yeah. You are a Glamour Hammer. And you're deadly. So I was you. right when I was doing the deep dive on you. The internet deep dive. <laughs> Um, oh my god it was, it was so lovely to talk to you yeah thanks so much Garode you're welcome anytime thanks for listening see we're not really strangers are we I'd love to hear any of your thoughts you'll find me on Instagram at jbgoodtome Join me in a fortnight for the next episode. And come here, in the meantime, you can support me by becoming a member of Headstuff Plus, where you'll be able to access some bonus content. It's called Behind the Lines, where I let you into all the secrets and the people and the places behind the lines of the poems from my little yellow book. Go on, I know you want to. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more 
or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 